0: Good evening, good morning, good afternoon, and welcome to the latest episode of Biblioscapes and Discussion. Today, I have a really great pleasure being joined by photographer Brad Carr. Good evening, Brad. Good evening, Ewan. How are you doing? I'm not bad. Pretty wet, drink, miserable Sunday evening, but uh, there we go, that's life. It's into autumn now in Scotland, so it's pretty much the I weather conditions for the yeah, next six time months. Time to smile. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Um, at least sunrise is a wee bit more reasonable, so that's always a good thing. Yeah, um, sure. So, obviously, we're here to discuss your book, uh, My Year Amongst Trees, which you brought out quite recently. But before we get into talking about that, Brad, it'd be great if you could give everyone a, a good introduction
1: to your photographic journey. Sure. So, yeah, I'm Brad, Brad Carr. Um, I'm currently based in Mid Wales um, in a little uh, market town called Welshpool, so i um, most people will probably be unfamiliar with that town, but it's just over the border from Shrewsbury, um, or Shrewsbury, as uh, I'm sure <laughs> lots of listeners will probably know it as. Um, so, yeah, I've got a really nice little location here um, with um, kind of a lot of local spots that I um, actually found through lockdown, um, right. which we'll probably talk a little bit more about later on how I find these places. Um, and then I'm an hour or so away from Snowdonia as well. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, that's uh, that's where I am. Um, my journey into photography started um, four, just over four years ago, um, and it's quite different to how lots of people start, I guess. Um, I decided to pick a camera phone up and um, start documenting a uh, fitness journey in the gym. Uh, <laughs> so I was uh, taking pictures of my physique changes, some of my um, my lifts in the gym, um, and Just thought I'd start telling a bit of a story to the world. Um, And it very quickly progressed um, when I saw my sister's camera um, on a bedside table in in the house, in the family home. Um, And I decided to pick it up one day and take it on an adventure outside. Um, And then kind of my journey began, really. I take pictures of kind of the landscape that I find myself in instead of myself in the gym. (laughs) <laughs> um, and then I quickly got bored of taking, uh, taking pictures, um, and videos in the gym. Um, and I decided to turn the camera around and point it at the, obviously the, the landscape. Um, and it just kind of snowballed from there really. Um, I couldn't kind of stop, um, going outside, um, yep. you know, taking the the next step, the, the, the footpath that's kind of just around the corner, um. I think I write a little bit about it in the book about curiosity and kind of like following the, 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 the different paths. Um, I think we spoke a little bit about it before you and didn't we, how, um, you get quickly get bored of the main locations that you would kind of go to, um, Mm -hmm. and yeah, just take it the next step. Um, so yeah, everything kind of, um, accelerated when lockdown happened. I had a job working for an electrical wholesalers, um, so it was a like a corporate job um I was in an office and um yeah I'd escape on the weekends um every chance I'd get um to kind of well wherever I could get to um lots of local places um days out to Snowdonia obviously um yeah I'd drive probably too far um in hindsight now for like a day of photography um I've I've kind of changed my approach now but I'd do everything I could to kind of get away from home and, uh, and see what was out there. Yeah. Um, And yeah, like I have my whole kind of journey into photography on my Instagram page actually. So um, right back to the start in 2018, um, some of the first pictures where I'd go to, I guess like the honeypot locations, you know, like Snowden Horseshoe. Um do you know Wales too well? I know a bit of it. Not not as well. It's it's one place
0: on my list to visit, but it's always just been uh, it's always just been somewhere that I've never quite managed to get to yet.
1: Yeah. Well, um, yeah, there, there's a lot of like the the popular spots that I guess it's the same any anywhere, isn't it? That you yeah. type in Scotland on Instagram and you see um Etive Moore and uh you yep. know, store So yeah, I'd find myself in those places because they were easy um, to get to, and uh, yeah, I um, would kind of take the iconic shots, and I'd always tried to put a kind of different spin on things. Um, yeah, my, I guess I always felt like I viewed the world a little bit differently, and the camera kind of gave me an opportunity to um, kind of express that in some of my photos. So, yeah, I'd try to, I don't know, you know, little different angles or kind of different places to where the usual shots were taken from um, and then like I said it just kind of progressed from there um, I couldn't kind of stop um, with the with the camera yep.
0: Excellent stuff and yeah obviously you've been busy and you, you've recently published uh, your first zine A Year Amongst the Trees so where, obviously you, you talk a lot about your grandparents so where did the inspiration for, for the zine come from?
1: Uh, that's a very good question. Um, well, I, I like to write a lot as well. So I've kind of um, over the last six or seven years, I've started to like journal quite a lot. So I yep. sit down in the mornings and oh, I write some things that spring to mind. Um, and that was one of the things that um, that, that came to mind through, um, through kind of trying to figure out where this creativity came from um, yep. and where my love of nature came from, because from the age of maybe five, four or five, I didn't really have any creative hobbies. Um, I, like I read a lot when I was a, a young child and I wrote and I, and I drew pictures like any, any kid probably does. Um, and then for a long time, I didn't really um, kind of experiment with any creativity. I didn't explore my, my creative side. Um, so I guess I was kind of like um, questioning myself um, through the process of going to these woodlands um, yep. and trying to figure out, yeah, the roots i guess if you excuse the pun with trees um <laughs> and then yeah i guess the the question started why why woodland um because uh i guess i i don't know if i i've, I've written about it somewhere on a blog i wrote a blog actually called a year amongst trees yeah and and that's where the inspiration came from the um for the for the book cool. um, and, and i wrote in the in the blog there kind of like um about the whole process about why um and and yeah that um just was you know where the the inspiration came from then um to to dig a little bit deeper and to start telling some some more stories about it really
0: yeah absolutely and you obviously incorporate a lot of your writing in the book in zine as well um it's not just pure photography and there's some there's some lovely wee bits where you're kind of outlining your process and and how your thoughts have changed through the through, through the process of doing the photography in particular as you say you've gone from the the well-known vistas perhaps to something that's a bit
1: more unique to explore in your local area yeah sure um yeah like like i said before i'm kind of exploring with all different kinds of kinds of creativity and trying to blend it together into into you know one um one kind of lifelong project if you like. So I yeah. think I'll I'll do a lot more around the writing as well. Um, and as I kind of explore with some personal blogging, um they'll kind of blend together in, in future books. And um and yeah, I don't think it will be the last book I release. Let's just say that much. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, but no absolutely and the, the body of work it's it's absolutely beautiful. It's there are thank there you are very some, much. There are some stunning shots in there. Tones are lovely as well. Um, and it's from a lovely variety of locations as well I like how you've named all your images um, a nice mixture of some full cool spread and then and then just different different ratios as well so how how did you approach selecting the photography that you wanted to include within it
1: um so I basically go through a process throughout the whole year um of kind of the, the images I, I like um, they obviously get published as social media um, Yep. throughout the year. Then I'll probably revisit things and I'll maybe write some short kind of essays or stories in my, in my journal about certain um, photographs um, yep. that stand, stood out to me. So it's kind of like an ongoing culling process, if you like. Yes. Um, and I mean, it, it was fairly kind of straightforward to select my photographs because um, I knew the story that I was trying to tell because I've been kind of telling it along the way throughout the whole year and yeah it it, it follows in the footsteps of of me kind of um, walking along. I wanted it to kind of be um, take the viewer along with me. Um, yeah. So yeah, the images kind of just they pick themselves if you like.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, I I I I think it works very well, particularly on the basis that there is you've you've kind of got your set narrative and your set story. And you're really transforming that from, from what it, from from your writings in, into something that's printed form?
1: Yeah, yeah, that's exactly right, I think. Yeah. Um yeah.
0: And and when it came to selecting images, obviously the story is very much set in set in stone. Were there were there tricky choices where you were having to select images um from a big body of work, or were you going out to maybe specifically shoot some images to kind of i suppose represent represent your your emotions and 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 the changes that were taking place at a given time
1: uh i wouldn't actually um go out and shoot images specifically for for yep. this this um zine it was it was all um pre photographed and and yeah yeah just everything every kind of image that i'd captured throughout the year um was shot as I, as I saw it out in the landscape, and nothing was um, kind of yeah. scheduled. I feel like I had obviously pre-planned a lot of photographs from yeah um, from locations that I'd that I'd been visiting. Yeah, and
0: when it came to selecting locations for the shots, how what was what I suppose, what was your approach? Where you were you were you purposely I suppose you were purposely to a certain extent, suppose looking for new locations to go out and explore. But how how did it all fit together in terms of? your approach from from start to the end of the year i suppose
1: okay so the start of the year was actually we were back in lockdown yeah um so i couldn't go too far so i'm just gonna um, have a drink yeah no problem yeah so we couldn't travel too far which kind of left me restricted to maybe two or three local locations okay um and if you if you ever see Welshpool, you'll see that it's very limited to agricultural kind of land, right? Um, and yeah, there's there's a there's a few spots. So I, I was very kind of tied to these locations, really. Um, but as I said before, you kind of you really get to know them intimately, um, absolutely. And yeah, there, there's almost so within the the body of work from the book, there's. Um, maybe like regular visits to the local locations. And then every now and then I'd take a trip out to Snowdonia yep. to one of the places that I'd, um, I'd, I'd scouted out on a, on a walk earlier that year. Um, I think in the summer I took my first walk back to Snowdonia after the lockdown got lifted. Um, and that was kind of like a celebratory, like <laughs> I, I'm, I'm back home if you like release. Um, and release. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. And, um, and I tried to kind of, yeah show that in some of the images i think especially from the autumnal ones after i'd initially discovered that one lake um in snowdonia around the gridir forest area and which is actually i think in the, the book the only photographs from snowdonia are from around that lake so there's six or seven from there um and they basically came on on two mornings so i think i took two trips back to snowdonia um in in the late summer and and early autumn um and then, yeah, there was still a lot of regular trips um to local places throughout that um throughout that year, yeah um, because you know i I like to kind of just go out as as in as through as many mornings as i as I can. I know lots of photographers like to take singular trips here and there and really save up their kind of creative energy and and unleash it in in one go, but mine were more kind of um regular, shorter trips. And then, um, yeah, really connecting with the local local places.
0: Yeah, it's it's lovely to it's lovely to see. I know I've obviously seen. I don't know Snowdonia particularly well. I've seen a lot of photographs from it, but it's lovely to to see and imagine your local landscape as well. I I think if lockdowns taught, taught us nothing, it's mm-hmm. it certainly taught us that what's on your what's in your back door. And you've there's been so many nice bodies of work from people who are by. They are restricted to a mile and a half from their house, sort of thing. Maybe a couple of spots, and you do begin to get intimately knowledgeable of sure. of, of those areas.
1: Sure. Well, it really allowed me to actually reconnect with my my home again, um, yeah. because, like I, I briefly touched upon before, I do everything I could to run away to Snowdonia, yeah. to to South Wales, to to the west coast of Wales as well, and um, it was kind of like you know. Freedom um, and and I just escaped. So being constrained to the to the local area um, just forced me to kind of look at it through um, grateful eyes, if you like. It was like you know, there's uh, there's lots of people um, stuck in high rise flats and in city centres that can't get out. And it was actually um, a a little project um, that I released through the the first the very first lockdown that really warmed me to my local area because i walked along my local stretch of canal and i started documenting um the hatching of of some swan eggs right. <laughs> um, so that was on the literally the first day that lockdown was announced um, i walked along my canal because i was like well you know where else can i go um, And and i saw this swan sat on her nest and um and i thought oh that could you know have some potential for something there so I took a picture and started telling a story to my Facebook audience and I was just like, you know, lockdowns just happened and I can only kind of do this. what I've, what I've been given. Yeah. You know, make the best of what you've got, if you like. Um, so I just followed that swan and her, her partner for six weeks um, and um, yeah, told the story of the the hatching of these cygnets. Um, I got their first swim on the lake. Um, good, so. Yeah. so that was the first real mini project that i had so i got a taste for for what it would be like to put a body of work together which i guess i could say has led me led me to this one but yeah yeah. yeah, that was the first taste of my local landscape really um and then it just evolved from there into kind of some of the other spots that i i didn't even know existed beforehand
0: yeah Um, i i think and i think that applies to so many people it's you you realize the you walk past these things every day and you know that they're there, but actually, until you're forced to explore them as opposed to going to the usual haunts that we've all become so familiar with, you 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 probably don't you don't view them in the same way. I'm exactly the same. Sure, we were, we were stuck in Glasgow city centre for the best part of six months, and we could travel mm. five miles north, south, east, or west, which didn't take us outside of wow. uh, of developed Glasgow. So you the local park was your one piece of greenery, and mm. I you begin to know every potential angle of all the of all the trees and things like that, mm-hmm. and you're just waiting for some nice conditions, eh, of which we get far far little mist up here mm-hmm. and fog up here compared to compared to down south where it seems to appear on tap uh, <laughs> pretty, 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 <laughs> on a pretty frequent basis. But how, yeah, so suppose how how did how did you balance off the words and the photographs to get the right amount of of text and imagery through the through the book?
1: oh good question um like i kind of wanted to let a lot of the photographs do the talking so um, i I told the initial story which i kind of wanted to give a little bit of an introduction kind of about myself and my mindset yeah um and then i kind of um jumped straight in with the photos and I, i kind of let those talk that first project yeah um and then yeah i think there was always throughout the year there was always five or six photos that I looked at and I kept going back to, you know, when you kind of review your work throughout the year and there's always a few that you go back to and think, Oh, that's kind of, that's jumping out at me. That's got some, maybe some deeper meaning or, you know, something I can expand on. So I think um, in those instances, um, like I was always going to, um, to add some writing. So I just kind of try and, and, and separate them. So you've got a nice balance of, you know, three or four photos, block of writing um yeah. and then again three four five photos small piece of writing um and yeah and, and i think um yeah giving the images some names and, and leaving the names kind of on their own pages uh that was uh that was quite intentional really just so that you've got some nice space to kind of explore um and maybe maybe stop and think a little bit more about the the photograph when you've got the name with it
0: yeah absolutely i, th- I think the names the names are a little touch i know um, there's no right or wrong. Some people hmm. like to name their images. Yeah. some people don't. Everyone takes a different approach. But actually, I think because of the amount of text that you've got and this actually having the names, it kind of it kind of gives a bit more context to it because you're not just going through um, a whole body of work without any images, with, or sorry, without any text. Um, so, so I think the names actually kind of give a bit of context to maybe what you're what you've been writing about earlier on and how and how the names kind of correlate and relate to that.
1: Yeah, sure. Um, it wasn't something that I used to do, actually. I didn't use to name images. Um, I just, you know, you put them on social media and just yeah. write a, a little spiel and never really bear much thought to what they what they kind of meant and how I could sum them up with a name. But I think the the deeper I go into my own writing as well, um, it's just making me think about my photographs in a different in a different manner in a different. Yeah. In a d under a different light, if you like to say. Um, so yeah, it's um I know it definitely that it kind of causes some divide on on I see some people on Twitter like <laughs> um but it, it's each to their own, isn't it? We're all on our own kind of journey and
0: yeah, absolutely. There's no there's no right, there's no wrong way, most definitely. And how, how did you how how have you felt the change from the start of the project to the or from the start of the year to the end of the end of the year? Where where did you notice big differences?
1: What do you mean within myself, within my work?
0: Yeah, I suppose within your within your work and as a result of your
1: work within within yourself. Mm, very good question. Um, I think the biggest change for me is now trying to um, begin kind of with a, an end result in mind. And not just kind of scattergun my camera and take picture after picture of things unconsciously, if you like. Yes. Yep. I tried to think a bit more consciously about uh, maybe what story I'm trying to tell with my next body of work, which is actually why I've slowed down just a little bit this year with my photography, um, just because I'm trying to, to write and see what direction I want to go with it yes. next. Um, so I think trees will definitely play a big part in it. i find a home in the woodland for sure yeah. um but i think i'll approach locations differently as well um there's a lot more kind of intimate photography i think in this body of work especially when um there's one i called silent waters which is quite uh, it's involving the, like at the water side and i've kind of stopped looking at the, the whole picture of a location and i'm looking more intimately at some of the details and yes. the interactions between the different elements um, and I think that's something I really want to focus on now. Um, there's one photograph I named Summer Harmony. Right. Um, and it's the silver birch trees again beside the water. And it's kind of that whole philosophy of um, kind of me entering into a scene and feeling like I'm a part of that scene as well. Yeah. Um, so consciously putting some thought into that. And that's really made me start to think differently as well. And I think that actually stemmed from, there's a book um, called The Hidden Life of Trees. Simon Baxter talks about it quite a lot. Um, And and I think that thought process is kind of stemmed from from reading that book um, throughout the year, actually. So, yeah, kind of finding joining the network of trees. So I think that's something I'm going to um, explore a little bit more, actually, is kind of um, my place within a scene as well through my photographs.
0: Yeah, it sounds really interesting. Looking at some of your pictures, particularly Silent Waters, reminds me very much of some of the work in Colin Bell's book, Healing. Um, sure just really nice soft images on the bank or mm. banks of the banks of some lovely lakes Um mm. well nice, thank you yeah yeah love re- really nice shots and tonally wise as well it's really nice it's it's lovely to see the variation in tones from different types of, from different times of year as well um mm. Which uh, yeah can be can be quite challenging in some of the some of the conditions and some of the shots that you're maybe taking to to get the flow and the balance. And how, how did you find the curation of the images? Obviously your your text was kind of taking you through the journey, but obviously you've still got to get the flow of images to to work. How how did you find that as a challenge?
1: Um. Well it was it was seasonal it, it, kind of, it kind of had a natural flow to it anyway yep. right so that kind of basis that story was told anyway um and then what i've also broken them all down to is micro projects within the the okay. main project yeah so there's there's um well in some cases three or four photos from from the same morning um so obviously I wanted to put those together and, and tell the story of that little yes. morning and make make a person feel like they were a part of that morning with me as well. Yeah. Um, I want people to feel like they're standing with me kind of you know in the place as well. Um, yeah. So actually the curation process was quite quite straightforward for me really because it, it just it just seemed to have a natural flow as I was looking through my my work. I just kind of um, split them all into into mini bodies of work and and, and there we go. They were they were there for me.
0: Yeah, well, that—that—that's and I suppose these things, all these things, always can can change depending on how someone's going to how someone wants to present the work. But I suppose mm-hmm. when you've got something that's fairly a logical structure, and as you say, you've got several images from from specific mornings out or specific trips then the, the the curation process is perhaps done a little bit for you in terms of there, there's a natural sequence how did you, how did you find the design of uh, of your first scene because uh, again it, it's obviously something different when you're incorporating quite a bit yeah. of text as well <laughs> in terms of just how how you maintain how you maintain a nice steady flow.
1: Yeah, well, it the design happened basically in the space of a few weeks. I just kind of—I'm um, one of those people. I'll put things off a little bit, and then yeah. when I feel like doing them, um, I'm a typical creative, I guess. Once yep. I feel like doing them, I just kind Focus. of get right in the zone and bang. I just—I um, think I spent about eight or nine hours on the one day, just kind yes. of <laughs> just getting all the images down and and in the right places. Um, and then um, yeah, I used uh, Affinity Publisher. yeah yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah. Have you had mas Amarsud on, on here? Did he yeah. come on and talk about his? Yeah. Yeah. So he recommended Affinity Publisher for me and it was absolutely brilliant. It's a really nice piece of piece of software. Yeah. Um so yeah, Bish Bosh Bash got it done in the space of uh, of a few weeks. Um and like I'd said, the the work was done before because I'd done a lot of the writing and, and I'd written the blog and it was a case of hand this piece from here and adjusting yeah. and, and but, but the design I mean the design sorry, what were you gonna say? oh um yeah the d- the designing was actually really fun um yeah it's kind of a bit of a war on social media actually that's the kind of reason <laughs> the kind of motivation behind doing the book We i was just so frustrated with putting pictures out to, to social media and like they just disappear don't they
0: yeah like well i i i publish so little uh, new stuff these mm. days because if you post one picture um uh, well, where's the context or, or and all of that for, from my perspective sure. anyway and as you see you post one and it's just like vanished down to it's gone the depths of it uh, yeah you <laughs> again but i understand and it's still always nice to see other people's work it's just yeah my and i think some people feel that maybe feel an urge or need to continuously share work um, yeah i don't feel
1: that's that. fair yeah yeah, I think I'm. I'm probably going to follow suit with that soon. I hope to, anyway, and just uh, try and fight the uh, the rush of dopamine that uh, <laughs> that yeah. keeps coming in. I, because this was much more fulfilling than sitting down and designing it. You know, your kind of your imagination's going, then, isn't it? Thinking, oh, yeah. how where can this go? Who can this reach? What story is such and such a person going to get from this? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's. Um, I I feel like I've be- I've become a little bit addicted to it actually. To yeah to design and to drawing up ideas. I've probably got four or five projects on the go since, yeah. since I've,
0: I've... Well, that said, there's always a challenge, as you, you mentioned earlier on. There's always what's the output of this project, and it's it's oh. going in... At, it's, it's understanding what you think the output might be, but also going in with a fairly flexible mind in that the intended output might not actually turn out to be the output the project could take a particularly different span and not everything falls in line with a book some things are better presented in exhibition style format mm-hmm. and all and all these things but i i for for me it's it's a tactile element that creates an output as well and then um, i think it's always nice to see work physical form be it Whatever whatever form or shape that takes. And might even be a big poster or something like that that you you, you put a lot of work into, which to be mm. an interesting way of looking at things as well. So
1: Yeah. Just something that's physical, it's real, isn't it? Yeah, I think it's it. important yeah. to get out in the world, especially, you know, now we're seeing the the old NFT craze and things that I guess uh pushing us further towards that kind of yeah. imagined world. It's nice to still think that we've got real products and yeah. and we can make real things
0: yeah absolutely and, and obviously it seems oh. as though doing it has had, a, had an impact on how you might view future work
1: in oh terms sure of... yeah um without a shadow of a doubt um i probably got caught in in the ferris wheel of social media and and i, I think it's probably natural when you start starting out um especially with the nature of how i first ever started doing photography with my phone camera kind of you know that was the the old in influencer yep. kind of culture and i think i was kind of probably guilty of falling into that mindset um but yeah it, it's evolved no end since i've done this book and and i'm actually really grateful for for the process and for some of the help i had through the process as well i think uh, uh dale sutherland robert you yep. have dale on uh, i've just um started listening to his podcast actually and eugene turan as well yeah he, he did a re- um a review for me on the on the on the book as well, which is brilliant because, you know, getting other people involved in, in a yeah. real project. I, yeah,
0: they add, they add invaluable. They just they just see things that you eh, perhaps you yeah. don't see because you've just looked at things so often that actually they jump out immediately, but because you're, you're kind of already seeing what you want to see, you maybe don't <laughs> notice that an image. Exactly. Is in, or tonally, it just jumps out a wee bit as being maybe out of place and um, yeah, yeah you, you need to get people who, who know you who know your work as well but then they can offer you yeah, just some fresh insight and and just give you a bit of reassurance sure and, and just yeah a, one of
1: the a, things was something so simple as um, in the opening paragraph it appeared as though I'd told people that this body of work was just from mid Wales and right. then I went to introduce parts of Snowdonia and it was Eugene who kind of said well hang on a minute like I'm lost now I feel lost he said, yep. it's brilliant, but I feel like you're telling me one thing and kind of going off on a tangent now. And yep. that was invaluable because something yep. so little as that, like if that had gone out to the world, and, and I obviously had no clue that it was just a yep. a few words changing and it told a different story altogether. Yeah,
0: absolutely. And yeah, it's, I think it's it's always a great process. It's always interesting to, to take someone else's different perspective on your own work as well.
1: Sure. Yeah, when you're stuck in your own kind of, head yep. the whole time it's it's easy isn't it to get yeah. kind of tunnel and how, vision
0: how was the whole printing process an enjoyable one i know some people always look forward to the excitement or the dread of opening up the <laughs> order as it arrives and wondering does this look as it should do did you order a, a wee small sample to begin with to see how it was looking or
1: yeah i i got one to see to see what it would look like um yep. and i think with the nature of some of the the There was almost there's almost two styles emerged in my photography. There's some kind of maybe higher contrast um, shooting kind of directly into the light, which um, creates a kind of different photo, uh, if you know, tonally to some of the softer, like you said, the the water side one that is very soft painterly. Um, So I was very apprehensive um, as to how they were going to turn out, especially with the paper choice, because I feel like some of them could perhaps um, benefit from maybe like a rougher textured paper. Yeah. Um, which if I was to order like like a larger print, that is of course what I'd do, but you, you're limited with a book. You can't go and order multiple <laughs> no, absolutely. Um, papers. Um, but th- that was straightforward. It, it, it was it was bang on the first time and bar a couple of um, printing errors on on some of the um, there's like a couple of lines appeared oh, right. on where the printers kind of um, yeah. messed up pressed against them, but it, it's all fine. Right. it looks really really good yeah
0: yeah always do always gives you a bit of comfort and confidence for the next book uh, because you then you can then just build on the experiences of the first one um and take on some of the changes and alterations that you would do for for the for the next one and maybe try something different and I think there's always a constant learning process no matter how many you you've probably published
1: yeah definitely I'm I'm yeah I've learned a lot from the process like even, getting kind of outside opinions about my work because I'm always skeptical to kind of, uh, ask other people for opinions. Yep. Um, you know, I, I value my own in the work that i produce, but it kind of, it kind of made me see things differently to have two outside opinions. And, and, um, yeah. it's something I'll, I'll definitely be looking to do in the future and maybe um, put it out to a few more people who can, uh, who can yeah. offer me some advice as well. I'm always ready to evolve and, and, and change my ways.
0: Yeah, that's it. I think think people who are publishing books is a pretty close-knit community, and I think there's Mm. always a lot of people out there to provide advice, and it's always just someone's view. You, You get comments back, you don't necessarily need to agree with them, but it might just be that if you go to two or three people and they're all telling you the same thing about a particular image or a bit of text, that actually... Well, maybe it maybe it doesn't work well as well as as you might hope it would work. And um, that's not to say it needs to be it needs to be replaced, mm. but you maybe just need to there's maybe just adjustments to be made to get it to better accommodate.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, Eugene wasn't sure about one of the images that I uh, that I left in there, um, yeah. and I <laughs> I went against his advice to take it out. So if he's listening, then uh, I'm sorry, Eugene. But no. I, I, well, that's it. at the end
0: of the day, you know the story, um, and and it's your story to tell, but. It's uh, yeah, as you say, it's just for others to say, well, yeah, I, I I like this image, but maybe it doesn't, maybe it doesn't fit so well within within the wider sequence, and you sure. is then is then a call for you to make. But it, I suppose it's one way in how you always just someone else to challenge and push yourself just to make sure that you're you're looking for every opportunity to sure. to improve it.
1: Yeah, it, it definitely made me take a step back and kind of re-look through lots of my, my images that were in there and just yeah. kind of like cement my beliefs that they were right to be yeah. in there. And, and yeah, yeah,
0: definitely. Very yeah. good. Well, looking forward to seeing what your what your next projects are. I can imagine there's maybe more books or zines on, on their way as they begin to take shape. But I'm always very interested to know what uh, what are some of the favourites favorite books of my guests um and know you're I know you're relatively new you mentioned to the 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 dark world of collecting and buying yes. photo books and zines but it'd be great for you to share four or five of your of favorites from your own collection Brad
1: Sure yeah well I've just started building mine basically over the last probably the last year I bought my first um landscape photography um photo book. I've, I've bought a few other ones before, yep. but the landscape one. Um, Guy Towels, More Than a Rock. Oh, right. Yes. Yep. You've heard of that. Yeah. Yep.
0: Have you got hold of it yourself? I don't have a copy of it. Ah, no, okay. but I, I he, his name appears quite often as a uh, but obviously just
1: different books as well. Yeah. Well, I know he's got a few more, but I'm having to be careful there. Yeah, <laughs> because like you said a on a few sport. of your episodes it can get flipping expensive and mm-hmm. um yeah well well i wanted to kind of invest some of the, the money i've made from my own back into yeah into what i've done so i've i bought um simon baxter's recently as well gathering yep. time yeah um but sorry back to to more than a rock um i think guy um the way he kind of articulates his thoughts is just um beyond <laughs> much of what i've kind of yeah. read before i think he has such a way of, of telling everybody um you know what he's what he's thinking uh, above his photography his photography is immaculate as well but but the words are just um yeah completely yeah above anything i've seen in a in a in, a, in many books not just in a photo book but in lots of i read lots of other books and yeah
0: yeah just a great what, com- a great combination between words and words and images as well
1: Sure. Yeah, there's there's essays in there that really give you a lot of food for thought. Um, different approaches. Um, he offers thoughts on on his approach to photography and and you know relating it into life as well. I'm very much into the the kind of philosophical side of, of yep. photography as well, and he's he's up there with with that. So cool. yeah, um, and that leads me on to Simon's as well. Um, I've had it on my wish list since it came out, but um, obviously I've been quite careful with what I've go spending my money on. But um, yeah. His was, yeah, um, it was one that was just a no-brainer for me. Um, he's so, um, yeah, articulate again and and philosophical, and and I, and I just love the way he approaches his photography, and not just, you know, for the sake of taking photographs, but for the sake of learning as he's out there in the field, learning about his subjects. Um, it's like it's almost a, a a documentary when you watch his his videos, and yeah, he's he's a yeah,
0: it take it takes t- takes time to get to know the location and and truly really understand the location and and I suppose that's that's what he does just as so many other people do it for their own local local neighbourhood or or the local interests that appeal to them. But yeah, it's a really nice book gathering time. Uh, lovely body of work and his exhibition with Joe Cornish as well was was really quite.
1: Oh, did you make it down there? Yeah, we yeah.
0: made it down there, really nice just to see the the contrast between the between the two different uh, two different works from both mm. uh, from both Joe and Simon.
1: What did you take away from the exhibition? What was kind of the main you know thing that you kind of incorporate into your photography, or the main challenge that you kind of? Yeah, faced? Well,
0: I suppose I've always I've always I enjoy woodland photography, but I always uh, I always find it a struggle for me personally. Mm. Uh, because I now doing only black and white. I I, yeah. I like I like the the scenes as simple as possible. Woodland photography can be very convoluted. Mm-hmm. A lot going on. Um, I think when you look at so many shots down south, it, the, the conditions really can help to to just simplify it. And when you're you really I, for me personally the mist the fog and stuff like that it just begins to make it easier just to to separate the elements and it's something we really don't get a lot mm. of it's like we were when we were down for the day there, I think there was we had we went for a, a quick shoot afterwards 4 p.m on a Saturday afternoon and there was more fog and mist that we saw at that time than I think we'd seen the whole year in Glasgow so it, it just puts into it puts into context so it's it's yeah it's one of these things i i really enjoy the work um but i just it's something i always just struggle with so it's actually quite nice just to go down and kind of Mm. relax and 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 take and take it all in to be perfectly honest and just 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 enjoy it yeah sure seeing the work printed as well in the the nice Mm. big large prints beautifully stunningly printed um yeah and they had
1: them in the kind of open frames yeah yeah. i've not seen frames like that before yeah they look uh, brilliant, what really really
0: nice yeah really nicely constructed um a really nice idea worked very very well with it with the subject matter as well that they were both doing so mm, i bet yeah. you felt
1: like you could just jump into them
0: yeah absolutely particularly yeah just they kind of just take you take you in take you, take you straight through into into the locations that they shot them in so yeah, really, just really nice, beautiful depths of field as well, and just subject matter. Yeah, be- beautifully done. It's it's yeah. You could you. you it's really f- hard to find any fault with any of the work, to be mm. honest. And and the book that accompanied it as well was was nicely produced as nicely produced. Yeah, as well. I had to
1: fight the urge to add that <laughs> one to the basket on Simon's website as well. I'll, yeah. I'll save that for another time. Um, Indeed. I've got a couple more that I'd like to buy. I got to buy one of Nigel Danson's. Um, I right. owe that man a lot because he's played a big part in my photography through his YouTube channel, really. Since, yeah. I, since I started, um, I'd sit and watch um, back when I was working in the office. Uh, yeah. I'd be a little bit guilty of maybe sneaking onto, onto Nigel's YouTube channel while <laughs> I'm in office hours. Yep. Um, headphones, and, yeah.
0: headphones on in the background.
1: Yeah, sure. So, yeah, I owe Nigel, and I'm going to put just probably um, – his Woodlands or Vistas um, yep. book in the near future. Have you had many people recommended that one on, on the
0: uh, Yeah, you get some. Some people have, have, yeah. I think there's obviously the three of them. Is it Seascapes, Vistas, and Woodlands? Yeah. So, yeah, I think I think a lot of it depends on what your personal preference is. If if you're into Woodlands, then probably probably Woodlands uh, is the Vista ones. Uh, vistas is the one I've got. Uh, mm. Nice to see some of the Seascapes as well. Um, but yeah, I think obviously far more of a global reach, or in terms of global locations that the Nigel's yeah. work covers, as opposed to Simon's, which is very much, yeah, applies, very intimate, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, that's yeah. It. So I suppose it's just it's, it's a different take on both both sides of things. Sure, different perspectives are always good,
1: aren't they? Yep. I think yeah. Who um, who you got any that you'd recommend? Because I'm obviously looking to kind of start to build mine. Yeah, what jumps to... off? You at you the wrong in, man <laughs> you,
0: you could go into biblioscapes and there's 400 odd books on, on there I, it depends it depends entirely what you like that's the thing so it's like mm. i've got a lot of books that i i, do, I don't um uh, aren't necessarily the work i shoot uh, probably one of my favorite books over the last few years is a uh, roadside light seasons winter by iji ohashi japanese photographer and I, okay. I love japan i love mm. winter scenes There's no, there's not many trees, if probably any trees in this, but it's a beautiful book.
1: That image on the cover is enough to grab you, isn't it?
0: Yeah, and it's it's a big concertina A three book that probably opens out to like a forty foot long type body of work that's double printed on both sides, so something like that. And then I love I love Michael Kenna's black and white work. His Mm -hmm. new book Trees is coming out. Okay, November time, I think it is, which will be one I'll be adding to the list. But at the same time, his recent book on Northern England is really nice as well. I love all the big industrial architecture. Um, And then you've got people like uh, Jim Mortram with some Old Town Inertia, his documentary book, which again is a total contrast. Caffarel books, I love all of their books, just small wee zines that are Really nice subject matter, and I picked them up from all different sorts of locations that really appeal to me. Going back to sixties and seventies, so there's a whole host of whole host of stuff. Um, yeah. Jeff Conley, his books, uh, Winter and Reverence, the, the photography of woods in there is just is stunning as well. So, yeah, it. So much of it depends. Uh Ragnar Axel saying I love his combination of oh, yeah. portraits and, and the landscape as well, just bringing that together so nicely, which so many other people are doing as well. Um Robert Dark's veil vale was was similar to that as well. So yeah, there's a there's a whole host of books, you know, on and on right. and on and on.
1: Yeah, I, I can tell you've really got into this, haven't you? I've set you off.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I don't have any favorites, uh, but yeah. Uh, but yeah, just a lot of different ideas, different inspirations. Sure. and th- Things I, I come back to is am yeah. working as I'm working through things.
1: Sure, I've I've got one of uh, well, I've got two. I've got one on Joe Cornish. It's called right. um, a photographer at work. I haven't actually got okay. round to reading this yet. Um, by Eddie Ephraim's. Oh yes, yep. Yeah, so um, that's talking about Joe Cornish um, yeah. from a, another person's perspective of him you know, performing his, his routines. Um, yeah. And I'm looking forward to getting stuck into that one, actually, because I like the idea of, of seeing how somebody works from somebody else's perspective rather than from themselves, about their yeah. own work, if you like. Um, and then I've got First Light here as well. But again, yeah. I haven't got round to reading that one. They've only just arrived. And Simon's arrived as well. And I was straight into into sure. Simon Baxter's. Yeah. Um, and I couldn't put it down. I just, yeah, I think I read it in the space of a few days. Um, as you do, yeah. So it's one to go back to and um, back to a few times, I think. But I'm yeah. really looking forward to getting stuck into those ones. Joe's just, again, um, uh, articulate and, and yeah, masterful really, in what he does. Uh,
0: really good books, um, but then at the same time, the the zines and stuff like that. There's so many wonderful zines out there, mm. lovely small projects that, if it wasn't for the zine format they wouldn't they wouldn't get published and actually you you do you can sometimes come across books which are maybe eighty hundred page images that actually are maybe 30-40 images too many. And there's a big challenge to becoming non non kind of repetitive and known where known where to kind of draw the line. Um but yeah it's it's all it's all challenging. I'll be interested to see how many more books continue to come out. It's not cheap yeah. to do. Um, and you need to be able to sell good numbers, particularly for sure. the hardback books. Um, but, oh, yeah, I'm just looking at my, my bookshelf. Hmm. There's, there's uh, yeah, there's loads of stuff. There's a lot of stuff that I've bought many years ago that now is out of print, and there's a lot of stuff okay, that yeah. I would like to get as well
1: that's out of print, but... and that's Yeah, I know away. Colin Bells is out of print, isn't it? I, um, I really wanted to get a hold of that one, but I noticed that it's it, yeah, long gone, it, which it, is a shame it. because I really like his work.
0: Yeah, good luck finding a copy of that. But, yeah. see, I think I think in... In the last six months, I've seen a few copies pop up for sale. So oh really? Um, it's ah. always it's always a interesting one if you're keeping an eye on social media, and sometimes
1: you see people. Yeah, so that's going to no, mean Twitter. even more time on social media now, isn't it? Yeah, I the, want to keep an eye, eye on these problem. books.
0: And that's the thing with so many books, you can find if it's small runs, then if it's on social media, you kind of they can sell out pretty quickly. But um, yeah. yeah, it depends. It's always nice to have a variety and different styles and. I'm always interested in looking at books. I buy books as well sometimes. Um, one because I like the body of work, but two because the, the construction method that gives you ideas for how you could
1: you could sure. do your own books in the future. Um, yeah, yeah, I like that idea as well. Of, like especially with layouts and things, and yeah, yeah, they they all help, don't they, to get kind yeah. of inspired, of different different ideas. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Um, but uh, but yeah, there's no right nor wrong way, and so it's all interesting. But yeah, it's. It's nice when you find a book that you really particularly like. Um, What's this? this one's really nice. Silence, uh, Inspiration of Forests by Takeshi Shikama. Okay,
1: Takeshi, I'll know how to spell that, but what about the surname? Uh, Shikama,
0: S-H-I-K-A-M-A. And okay. I think I bought this from Japan somewhere. And it's yeah. a really, really nice book.
1: oh look at that yeah
0: yeah really nice um but yeah japanese books are japanese books are really quite nice i love i love a nice bit of japanese photography Mm,
1: that's beautiful yeah
0: and they they love their books as well but yeah so many
1: yeah well thank you very much for sharing yeah it's nice to get um some different recommendations as well not just woodland because like i said I'm, uh, you know I, i'm interested in all all kinds of photography not just not even just landscape photography but yeah. but everything really yeah. um, and i try and experiment with bits and bobs myself as well with different genres portraits and and some street and whatever so i'll, I'll be sure to head over to the the website and, and see what's, yeah, what's around on there lots of different stuff yeah but- but
0: no, it's been a it's been a pleasure chatting to you, Brad, about about your photography and about your year your, your amongst the trees, beautiful body of work and some lovely stories and tales. So thank you very much for taking your time out this evening to chat to me about it.
1: You're welcome. Thank you very much for having me on. I really appreciate the pleasure. opportunity. No problem, cheers thank brad. You, man. Cheers.